You're listening to The Marlowe Podcast. Each week, we bring on experts to help you navigate your career. Like, we didn't want robots. We wanted really highly skilled artists who were then applying their skills to the work they were doing at Pixels. And today I have with me Aaron Horwath, who's going to walk us through new hire onboarding from a technical e-learning standpoint. So Aaron, welcome to our podcast. I am excited to have you here. You've told me quite a bit about how you're currently onboarding your new hires using e-learning, and I'm excited for our entire audience to, to understand what this is about. So can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and about Pixels? Pixels as a business is a post production image editing company and a SaaS company. So basically clients or customers send images to us and we edit them based on their specifications and send them back. And kind of what makes it special is just the volume that we're able to do and also the quality. So um, we're running what's called SAW, which is a specialist assisted workflow, which allows us to do a really big volume of images with really, really high quality and really specific um, requirements from our customers. And so obviously when you're doing that kind of work where it's really detailed, the clients have very specific requirements for what they want from images, and you have locations um, across Southeast Asia making sure that everyone's aligned on quality standards and what the clients want and the newest practices is really, really important. And Pixels grew you know, to about 1,000 staff, and it wasn't possible for us to do classroom training anymore in terms of scalability. And so my most recent project was basically building, scaling, and now operating our online system. So that's kind of where we're at today. That's great. And so like a typical client for Pixels would be mostly commerce, right? Like kind of sending in product images. Does that tend to be? Yeah, it could be a huge international brand, or it could be somebody who just has like a small um, site, like e-commerce site online. So it could be, you know, a lady selling jars, or it could be like a really big international brand. It's just, it's kind of everybody in between. Okay, and just to like kind of give this for our audience, like the perspective of you're they're essentially sending these images in, and you have a team of individuals who are helping edit each part of that that image. And that's yeah, it's basically like a virtual assembly line. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 training people in really really specific skills that they're kind of masters of, and through algorithms and using AI and different technologies, um, those those specific guys get the images that are specific to that skill and then they edit them and then send them off. And and those images are kind of zipping around Southeast Asia um, and being edited by different people in Bangladesh and then Cambodia and then Hanoi and then Da Nang and then going back to the client. Great. And so like one person's removing the background, another one's touching up the color and so on. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Aggressively. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, this this technology is really unique and it helps companies get those photos edited properly and, and mass quantity, it sounds like. So for your team, the challenge is then making sure that every single person in the com- who joins the company is trained up and ready to go. How, how are you currently training them and getting them up to speed on, on the technology that you're using? Yeah, so we built, we basically took a white label uh, learning management system we integrated that with Photoshop and some of our proprietary software um, and created like our own learning platform. So that was like on the technical side. So basically we've created a clone of what our guys see in production in training. So we can simulate everything the guys are gonna see um, in, in production 
in our training environment. Uh, so then comes the part where you actually build the material. So to date, I think we've done about 1800 instructional videos. Um, we have maybe 45 courses available. Um, my team of 16 are doing quality assurance. They're doing um, creating content and they're creating uh, video content as well. Um, so, so you have them using these, you have this training program that's like pulled together through various technology and each individual is coming through and using it. Um, like maybe it's a good time for us to back up and talk about like new hire onboarding and how you're moving people through the system and why you started using technology to help with your onboarding training, essentially. Yeah, so maybe it's easiest to understand things from an individual photo editor's perspective and then link it into how we're actually doing the training. So you can imagine as a photo editor, maybe you have um, a couple of specific skills that you that you're like a master of. And so... You need to be trained first in those skills, but you also need to be updated. So if a client decides, you know, before we were going to, we wanted the arm hair removed on a model and now we don't, um, or we want you to use a new technique to remove blemishes on their skin, we need to update the P, all the PEs, the photo editors who have that skill. And sometimes that's only 50, sometimes that's 200. And so um, what, my, what we're using the technology to do is to create that clone of production so that our guys can practice exactly what they need to do in production in our practice like environment. And so my training team is receiving images from the photo editors, checking them. If it's incorrect, those images go back to the, the photo editor. They fix their mistake. Um, and then if they pass QA in training, they get to go into production. So you can imagine as a new photo editor, you come in, and maybe we give you one basic skill. But the nice thing is that you just have to learn that one single skill, and then you can jump into production. So rather than having to learn 10 different skills that the single client wants, we can just train you in one, and then you're starting making money and working in production right away. So for the photo editor, the benefit is that they have a very uh, short ramp up time, you know, 10 days, and we can pop you into production, and you can start to actually work at Pixels um, just as a normal photo editor. And then as you nail that one skill, then we can move on to other skills and get you um, a more diverse skill set. That's really cool. Is this also an opportunity to get them kind of bought into the company culture and brand? Are you implementing any like additional pixel specific information during this training program? Yeah, of course. I mean, what we're doing right now is because the system is still only like a year old, maybe coming up on a year, we're very focused on the technical side right now. So our HR team is still doing, you know, our onboarding process, you could say is blended. We're doing offline for Pixels culture and onboarding like HR specific stuff. And then we're doing all the technical stuff online. In the future, we would love to scale and I would love to bring HR into that and offer them the, the, the platform as a learning tool as well, which is not quite there yet. How are you training your Pixels photo editors before you started this e-learning program? Like at, before the company was scaling and growing really quickly? Yeah, so we would do classroom training. So we just like any HR or any training department, we were really limited just based on, you know, how many people can you fit in one conference room and how many people can you do in a single day? And so, you know, you bring in 20 guys and you train them then you send them out to production. Maybe they do some images, you follow how they do you bring them back in maybe if they don't do so good retrain them put them back in um okay so that works for if you have 100 staff but when you have a thousand staff and you're in four locations in three countries across three different languages that scalability 
Um, I mean, you just you just don't have the it's just impossible to keep up with all the updates that we're getting. It's it, we wouldn't be able to do it. The great thing about using an e-learning platform is that you get one the scalability, but two you get the alignment. So I know for a fact whether somebody's in Bangladesh, Cambodia, or Vietnam that they're getting the exact same training, and that's huge for us because we're talking about client-specific standards. And so if you're understand if you're getting different training than me but we're doing images on the same client, we're gonna have problems and we're gonna have a lot of rejections by the client. So it's really, really important for us that everybody's getting the exact same training. So using the system, I can see the guys have done 100 images perfectly before they go into production. I know they've read all the documents because the system tells us that. I know they've watched all the video because the system forces them to watch the video. Um, everything's kind of, the way that we designed it is everything's interdependent. So you have to watch the video to get access to the practice and you have to finish the practice perfectly to get to the exam. So by the end, we know exactly what the training was and because they're watching the same videos, it's super aligned. So that's kind of the, the really nice and exciting part for us. That's really cool. And so everybody knows exactly what's expected of them because they have this training program that's telling them, here's what you need to do to be successful click here, do this. Like it's very specific training, right? It's the kind of training that you would get if you're looking for how to do photo editing on your own, probably even more specific. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you're learning from the best photo editors at our company, which is an industry leading company in photo editing. So you're getting, you know, no matter what location you're at, you're getting the best training that we can provide, which is great. It's also super convenient for the, the, the trainers or not the trainers, but the photo editors, because one, I get to learn at my own pace. So if I need 10 days to complete this course, but the guy next to me needs five, the guy next to me does it in five and goes into production. And then I go in five days later when I finish mine. So I'm not waiting for the class to keep up with me. I'm kind of in control of my own career in a way um, because I'm not waiting. I'm not dependent on the other people. I also can do it at home. I can do it at a cafe. I can do it at my grandma's house. It doesn't matter. I can do it on my own time. So for our staff who have kids, who have to go, you know, just like anywhere else in Vietnam, you got to go pick your kids up at soccer practice and you got to do, you know, all the parent stuff. Um, it's great for them. You know, once the kids go to bed, they can log on and do their training um, or come in a little bit early for their shift and do it. If we have free time in production, they could do it there. So it's really, really flexible for the learner in that way. That, this is great. And I, I wonder, so as you were developing this program, I mean, you joined, you started working on this about a year ago, as you mentioned. And yep. it was in response to the fact that your team was growing really quickly and you needed some sort of consistent training method for everybody across the board. Was everybody on board in the leadership of your company to roll this out? Was this something that everyone was like, yeah, that's a great idea, run with it? Like, where did you start? Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So personally, I had just got done building our new soft skill program, which is offline called Next Step. So we built this internal professional development program where because we had photo editors who were like I like working at pixels but I've been a photo editor for a long time and I would really like to move to QA or I'd like to move to HR or I'd like to move to you know some other department and they, we didn't have pathways before that would allow them to do that and so we built this new program that was kind of like career-based kind of like you take a certain set of classes for a certain position and uh, it's been really successful and it's really helped with uh, our employee engagement and just retaining really great staff who otherwise may have left. So I just got done building Next Step and then it was like, okay, we really wanted that soft skill program. So it's great you built that for us. Now we've always really wanted or we've wanted for a long time an e-learning platform uh, because we have these scalability issues with offline training. So, okay, let's do it. So we just kind of started sketching out like what would an online course look like? And we broke it down into, um, 
you know, different sections, like, okay, we know we want them to focus on like tools and technique training first, and then get into pixel specific stuff. And we just started to kind of sketch it out. The great thing about being in a startup environment is that you had uh, one 24 year old me working with our CPO and like, he's like, okay, here's the project. Like, just go for it. Um, kind of like, we don't know if it's going to work. We don't know if, if, Vietnam, if our Vietnamese staff are going to like it. We don't know if you can learn Photoshop effectively in this way. We don't know how long it's going to take to do a course. We know anything. So it was basically like, let's see what happens and, and try to make it happen. And uh, we got super lucky and well, testament to like my amazing staff. Like my guys are unbelievable. Um, and we just, we rocked it. And in our first course, we had great results. Our guys outperformed our older PEs um, in the same skill. And it was like, okay, now we have a monster on our hands because like this worked and now we have to like scale it up as fast as possible. So then we started working on those 1600 uh, videos and putting everything together and just trying to get the team uh, built up and, and get the system kind of where we needed it on the technical side and uh, and yeah just kind of rolled it out and it's been it's been crazy it's been an amazing like experience for me professionally um, and it's been super exciting just to see it grow and now we have this great team of 16 guys and and we're just in operations mode now and and looking for ways to improve and it's great as you're rolling out of course like this what does the process look like to you kind of create a storyboard like how do you get the process going and um and for that first video like did you learn anything mistakes that you made in the first one that you're like let's not do that for the next one yeah so there were two very distinct paths that we knew we were going to take it was either going to be a very step-by-step process where we said like told the photo editor do this do this do this and what we, what we realized was that's not really what we wanted. Like we didn't want robots. We wanted really highly skilled artists who were then applying their skills to the work they were doing at Pixels. And that changed everything. So we went from like two minute videos to like, we, we chunk now at about 10 minutes. So I don't like our videos to be any longer than that. Um, 10 minutes is kind of our sweet spot or like our max. Um, but we wanted to really like focus on building really strong Photoshop skills. And then how do we apply those skills to saw? So I sat down with one of our course designers or who would become our head course designer and me and her, like an American guy and a Vietnamese girl who a year ago, like barely spoke so-so English sat down and we just started storyboarding, like what this course would look like breaking it up into sections. And then, you know, what do those sections look like? What's the purpose of the course and, and, and what do we want to make sure they know and how do things fit together? And we just started playing with it. And then uh, we sent one of our great, super charismatic guys to a st professional studio and had him shoot the video. And, and we were really happy with it. We had some models we were basing it off of, like uh, Flurn on, on YouTube. So we had kind of an idea of the template that we were using stylistically. And, and we just kind of went for it. And, we weren't, and we've just been testing all along. So the great thing, again, about a startup is like, you know, just short sprints, like, okay, let's test them doing hundred images. Okay. That's a little overkill. It takes too long and they kind of hate it. So let's cut that back to like maybe average 70. Okay. These videos are too short. Like it, it's too chunked up if things don't go together. So let's make them a little bit longer, but okay. 20 minutes is too long. And it's just, you know, testing and getting feedback from our guys. That's the great thing about running this internally is that they're your staff. So you can just walk to them at, to your customer basically and say, what do you think about it? Like, how is it? And they just tell you um, how you feel. So it, it's just been a lot of testing. And now we have kind of a really nice system of, of how we structure different types of courses. So you roll out this first one, test it as you were going through multiple other ones. 
And now today you said you have 1,600 videos. Is that right? Yeah, we have 1,600 videos. I trained, so we got our quarterly numbers in yesterday. We put 1,875 staff through our system in this quarter alone on top of another 1,200 in quarter one. So it's just the, 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 the amount of training we've been able to do is just like awesome. It's unbelievable. And, and we had a great quarter two numbers as well. Um, so very exciting for us. And you mentioned that this was the idea that the company knew, I mean, your, your leadership knew that they needed this. They knew that they needed some sort of training program that would actually scale. So you didn't have to go get a lot of buy-in initially. And it sounds like the ROI is pretty visible. Is this something that you can just like draw a clear line through? We're making a lot more money because of this training or we're, tra- we're saving a lot of money because of how we're training today. Is it easy for you to demonstrate the ROI to your team? Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we, I don't even know necessarily that we had the stats that we used to have, that we have now on our training. But just in ramp-up time alone, you're talking about having part of the, the decrease in ramp-up time is how we restructured production, and then some of that is training. So it's not all training that helped decrease it. But you're, you're talking about going from two months ramp-up ramp time to guys entering production after 10 days. So, like, you just cut all that time out of waiting for them to actually start producing um, in production. So that alone is amazing. And then you look at guys coming out of training and just starting their first 200 images at the level that we would expect someone after maybe their 500th image or their 1,000th image. I mean, they're just coming in and nailing it um, on, like, the vast, vast majority of our courses. And, and the, yeah, I mean, that's priceless for us because every rejection – is, 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 you know, extra waste. And so with that, it's very easy to show how much waste we've reduced just by doing this and, and running the platform effectively as well. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that we're doing on a regular basis is we're, we're growing and we're rolling out new tools. And as we train people to use those tools, just like, you know, CRM, marketing tools, et cetera, um, we've really adopted screen recording very basic, very low budget, uh, just record it and share it so that, you know, we do it once and maybe it's for this person this time, but in three weeks, it's going to be for somebody else. And so that level of training has saved us a lot of time. And then also it gives that individual the opportunity to watch it multiple times if they need to, or rewind, or, you know, and I think a lot of times when training is in classroom or in person, it really relies on someone's memory and or ability to take great notes. Um, and then any sort of like written training materials that they receive, this recording option, like it's just, it's a no brainer for sure, but it costs a lot of money and time to create. And as you were saying before, you, you're going to the studio, you're spending, I mean, this is your full-time job. So how, you know, how can, how do you see this rolling out in the future? Will it continue to be a pretty large operation or will there become a point where you're able to say, okay, we have a really solid training program in place and now we just need to, um, you know, build a few courses each month to update our existing training. Yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, I think most companies probably have a pretty regular updates, but you can imagine that, like you said, the benefit is that you create the course once and it's just there. So, you know, whether you're training a thousand people or 10 people and whether you're training them today or next week or in two months, as long as you don't need to make any small updates, it's just the course is just ready to go. You don't need to arrange a trainer, have them prep all their materials every single time and go through that whole process. It's just, okay, there's a guy ready to train, invite him into the course and he's going and that's it. So that's fantastic. But 
you are right in that there is a lot of upfront investment that you need to do. We are going to the studio and shooting video. So it's a bit heavy in that way. So maybe it's not as agile where you can just go like, okay, we need a course and I'll just grab a guy and throw him in the classroom. Obviously we can do that offline. Uh, but if we're changing videos and things like that, it takes a little bit longer. But the benefit you get on the back end is that you have this great scalability and you don't have to recreate the course constantly and re reteach it over and over and over again. Um, in terms of our system, it will stay big or our team will stay big. Our operation will probably stay big just because it's, we're working a lot in fashion and e-commerce. Things are changing all the time. Standards are changing for different things. And so, um, and we're always rolling out new stuff. You know, new stuff is always coming through the pipeline. So we'll just be, it will just be evolving. And we would, we hope to expand it to, like I said, other departments internally, potentially in the future, externally for training um, uh, clients or customers. So it, there's a lot that we can do with the platform. At what point do you roll the studio into your company? You know, like, like insource <laughs> that. <laughs> That's a good, we've, 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 we, the, the idea has been tossed around a lot. Um, we haven't, I haven't pulled, we haven't pulled the trigger yet, but we, it would be cool. I mean, it would be amazing. My guys would love it. I'm sure <laughs> uh, we're getting, we're getting there. We're getting to that point. Probably. I hope in the future. I'd love to unpack this just a little bit more of like the logistics of it, because I think when you're considering rolling out an e-training for your team, it can start to become really mysterious, right? Okay, so now I need to get a studio and I need to get somebody to read the script. And in your case, record in multiple languages or one language and then you know have somebody else record the other languages. Um, it can just be this really mysterious, I've never done this. So how, for somebody who's never done this before, what do they need to consider to kind of demystify this at, and just start getting the process rolling? That's a good question. So... I, it depends on your company. I mean, I know that it, probably at a bigger corporation, they want to see a bunch of like upfront work. I was really lucky in that we kind of worked agile. So it was kind of like, okay, what's, let's not worry about the full thing yet. Let's just get through the first part. So it's like, we want to create an online technical training course for Photoshop. What does that look like just on paper, just sketching it out. So you kind of just go through, you say, okay, this is the content we would want to train what medium do we want to use for that? Can we do this in classroom? Like, or do we have too few staff to make it, you know, worth the investment to scale up to an online or do we have enough staff to make it worth it? Um, does it require videos or can it just be a Google form or something like, or, or, you know, another simple tool where you're just doing quantitative assessments where it's just yes, no, true, false, whatever. Um, maybe you don't need like a full video. So, once you understand what the content is going to be, then you can decide kind of what the scope is. Like, are we doing a full studio recording or is it simple? And then it's just a matter of, you know, getting the resources together. Like, okay, we're going to do a full studio. Where's this, where can we do that at? And do we know, do we have staff who are good at, you know, video, um, video capture and video editing? We're a Photoshop and a, like a, you know, company. So all of our guys are graphic designers and things. So we have lots of people who, who are great at video stuff for, so for, for us, it's, no problem. Um, but I think you just, you know, for me, I would, you know, you just start off as simple as you can and build the concept out as far as you can until you hit a wall. And then when you get to that wall, you kind of start to make decisions and you move on to the next part and, and just see kind of what, what it would look like. Um, I th I, that, that's the only way that I knew how to approach it. And it worked really nicely for us. Is that growth mindset versus fixed mindset when you know 
you know, like, I'll just figure this out. Hey, Aaron, want to build out this entire learning process system for us? Yeah, sure. I'll just take the whole thing on. No big deal. I end up in Vietnam. That's pretty courageous. Is this something that you've always just kind of done, like leapt into big challenges? Well, the learning part is really fun. I mean, when you're 22, you don't know anything, right? So like, one is just not being picky. Like somebody offers you an opportunity, you just say yes, and then you figure it out. You know, it's like, was Seth MacFarlane was like told to make his first Family Guy episode for like one one hundredth of the normal budget for a cartoon, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." And then you figure out how to do it, and that's kind of how you should be at twenty two. Is like take every opportunity that you get, and then figure out how you're going to make it happen. And so, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I have a great support team. My my support was our COO and our CPO, who was like, "You can do it, don't worry." So when you have those guys behind you. It's not difficult to find confidence that, that you're going to be able to figure it out. Um, and I have a great team as well. But I think also just not, like you said, the demystifying part, demystification is just in that, you know, you start small, get the concept together, and then just work from there. You know, every day just kind of putting the pieces together and seeing where you hit walls and where you feel like you can push forward a little bit. And and eventually it happens. Like you put enough time into it and you start to see the, the output and it's exciting. How have you seen, going back a little bit to like the ROI and, you know, you just said that you're learning a little bit at each, with each video and you're just figuring it out. And um, how have you seen it impact your like retention and happiness of your team? Has HR kind of done any sort of measurement up to this point of, you know, the impact overall? Pixels is really unique in that we have a really high retention rate. So it seems like in Vietnam, the job market is very fluid. But because we're offering people, like, when you think of outsourcing, you kind of think of, like, those Bangladesh-like companies where they're, like, making Gap shirts and it collapses and things like that. I work in our production office. Like, we have super nice, modern, AC, free coffee, free fruit, like, great corporate culture. We take care of our employees. Like, our leadership team is Danish. Like, they're super nice. (laughs) They're, like, really about work-life balance and stuff. And so... um, that part, like the retention part, for sure, I, I wouldn't even say that we have any metrics on retention in terms of training, but I can. Specifically, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but what I would say is that the convenience factor for them is huge. Being able to, you know, watch the video on a bus on your phone, being able to do it at a cafe or at a video game, whatever those things are called, where they have super fast internet, whatever, video cafe, um, doing it from home after the kids go to sleep. That part is really, really nice for them. And being able to do it on their own time, um, that flexibility is just huge when you're, you know, a young Vietnamese family trying to, you know, raise kids and things like that. That benefit, I think, is is the biggest one for them. Yeah, you know, understanding what's expected of you and understanding um, having the resources to do the job that you've been given is just such a critical part of employee engagement, right? Like if you are a team member, you join this company because you want to add value and you want to be valued. And so often uh, we forget to provide a really great level of training to our team members as they develop and as they move within the company. And so you know, even if you're not measuring it, it sounds like this training program is the reason that these individuals are able to onboard and ramp up so quickly. And so they're now like, finding their place within the organization because they're successful, right? Like at that point, if they're not successful, it's for probably other reasons, you know, technical abilities or um, needing some additional training. 
additional practice, but like they have this nice resource that they, they're going to use from day one. So, you know, props to your team. I think it's such a great initiative and I hope it's one that other companies will start to adopt uh, more and more, even for non-technical trainings. So. Yeah, and the, the non-technical trainings part is is really a really interesting area because I feel like there's a, there's kind of a big gap where you have, you know, your normal HR compliance stuff where you can use Google Forms and and do like true or false, did you read the packet, whatever, right? Um, but where it gets tricky is like if you're doing sales and you're doing sales training, how do you do sales training online where you kind of need that feedback from your somebody else right like the whole point of sales is like an interaction between two people and that's not captured in a yes or no true or false sheet and so that's where something like that calibrated peer um review systems are really interesting where you have people online who are sharing video of them practicing their sales pitch or whatever it is and giving each other feedback i think that's kind of probably a really interesting area for the future is figuring out how do you do something like a soft skill like leadership speech sales mark sales um how do you do that online and get the human interaction part with the convenience of doing online courses so i think that's probably a really interesting area for the next couple of years and and hopefully we're we're part of that so at marlo what we're doing is coaching individuals on professional skills like communication or um, leadership presence branding giving and receiving feedback these are all really challenging areas um, for for individuals who've never thought about this a lot of times you know they thought a little bit about what it means to give or receive feedback but they've never actually been trained on how to do it um, and so in addition to our coaching we're beginning to roll out videos and trainings on that side so I mean I do I agree with you I think that there's so much we can do in video format that just hasn't been done well. Sometimes it's done. It's done on, you know, online courses. I won't name them. Um, but if it if it's done for a specific audience or if it feels like you're in some cheesy, you know, 1980s training video, it just isn't authentic. It doesn't feel fun to, to watch. And so we're trying to enhance that side of the business as well. So what would you recommend, I, kind of capping this out a little bit, what would you recommend an individual do if they're, taking on a new learning train, like learning, sorry. What would you recommend an individual do as they're taking on e-learning uh, trainings for their company as a first step? Like what are some takeaways that you would want them to remember from this conversation? I think that willingness to experiment is, is you know, it, it's easy for me to say like, this is how we did it, but we're a very specific situation. And I think a lot of companies are like that where you, you're, you can take kind of a boilerplate approach, but by the time you get to the end, it's going to be like a fairly unique approach to training just because it's so different company to company. And so I would say, you know, read everything that you can on e-learning and online learning and then throw it away and start doing testing. I mean, not, not totally throw it away, but then it's like, okay, now we actually have to really see like, how do we train this so that people are engaged and we get the results that we want and it's efficient. Um, and that's going to be different for everyone. And so, you know, working in those, those small sprints has been so powerful for me, kind of taking that dev approach, which is like, you know, just one week, we're going to test this little thing, see how it goes. Okay. That works. We're going to keep that next thing. We got to have a, we have a question about, you know, not being worried just because you don't know how to do something, or you don't know the best approach to do it. doesn't mean that you don't do it. It just means that you just break that issue up into some smaller steps, test, see what works test, see what works, and then put that all together. 
And by the end of, you know, just a couple of weeks, you have a pretty good idea of like what staff are responding to, how effective it is. You know, for us, we're so lucky because we're not doing soft skill. It's a technical skill with a lot of data. So we're putting these guys into production and the next week we're able to see the data. And it's very clear, did this course succeed and did it fail? And so after a couple of iterations of that, um, you'll have a pretty good idea of like what works and what doesn't. And it's a lot less scary at that point than it is when you, when you start at the very beginning. And what are your tips for like, I mean, you're using a studio, but could, it just sounds like something that if you're decent at recording, decent at audio, decent at editing, that you could just pull together yourself with a really small team or even one person. Um, would you recommend that or do you? Yeah, we do it. So we, so we liked, we shoot in a studio because we actually have our trainer projected on the screen. So when our guys are watching, when our photo editors are watching the video, they're seeing our guys screen capture, but they're also seeing the trainer's face. So we, we wanted there to be some human element to it and it wasn't all audio. For shorter courses or just little updates, we do screencast videos and we just, the guys just capture it at home with a microphone and we pop it up and it's super fast. We don't need to worry about scheduling with the studio and things. Um, so yeah, of course, that's that's a totally a fair option. Just it just depends on uh, how important you think the human element is, and what the material is, and what you think will work best. Great. Anything else you'd like to add, Aaron, before we wrap up? Oh man, no, I don't think so. I don't. I I hope that people start to see how powerful e-learning can be if you're willing to make the investment up front. At the beginning, it can feel scary, it's stressful, it's new technology, um, it can be a bit overwhelming, but as you kind of navigate through it, you start to see on the back end, you know, some, maybe it's, only, it's three months later, six months later, you realize, oh my gosh, we can train as many people as we need in any location in the country or in the world that we need to whenever we need to. Like, what more could you ask for from a like in terms of training than being able to do it anywhere you want for any unlimited number of people, you know, no matter time zones or locations or anything. Um, it's awesome. It's, it's just so powerful. And so I, I hope people aren't too scared of it and are willing to just kind of dive in and kind of figure it out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a great tool. That's great. And I don't want to volunteer for you, but if people have questions or want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, you can email me at, uh, well, probably just find just find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, yeah. Connect with me on LinkedIn and shoot me a message. Yeah, I'll always respond within 24 hours. So if, if I don't respond right away, it's because we're asleep over here. So uh, any questions people have, like I, you know, we're in a learning process. So I'm definitely not yelling down from the top of the mountain. I'm yelling from just around the next bend. But if I, if I can help you out or kind of point you in the right direction, anyone who has questions are more than welcome to, to shoot me a message. And uh, I'll help them. And do you have any resources that you've found really helpful as you've been leaning into this? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I did read books on instructional design, but I, I felt that they were really repetitive. So I tried to branch out a little bit more into like um, things like we focus a lot on, on lean, man, lean manufacturing in terms of like how we're creating courses and making that process as lean as possible in terms of like course design, just going online and seeing, okay, they're teaching something similar and I really like their style. We're going to take a little piece of that. Wow, I find this style really annoying. We definitely want to stay away from whatever they're doing. Um, so I just try to get exposed to as much stuff as possible and, and kind of focus on also like 
you know, how the team operates and, and lean manufacturing stuff. But yeah, I, I would say just in, do e-learning. If you're building an e-learning course, do e-learning. Check out Udemy, check out Code Academy. You know, we kind of blend, I kind of blended those two systems together for hours. And so uh, that would be my main advice. You can forget everything for the last 30 seconds. Do e-learning if you're building an <laughs> e-learning platform and you will learn every, like 90% of what you need to know. And uh, the second one would be the data part. Make sure that for the, your courses, especially early on, that you're measuring everything that you can, getting as much feedback as possible. You don't want to be just sending things out and then saying that it was successful because you deployed it. Like you need to be making sure that you have some way of, of, under, of, of quantifying the impact you're having and the understanding the guy, your students had of the material or their performance or whatever it might be for your situation. So those would be the two. Thank you. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk us through rolling out an e-learning course for your new team members. I am really excited to share this with our audience. And this is just one in a series of new hire onboarding conversations we're having because it's just such an important topic. So I appreciate your time, Aaron. Sure. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. Great. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To learn more, check out getmarlow.com slash podcast.